Hello, listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online therapy, which is something I have personally benefited from and believe in. Online therapy is a tool I have used to talk things through with the therapists that are difficult before I handle talking them out with whoever is intimidating me at the moment. Turns out I am easily intimidated, but online therapy has helped me work through it. BetterHelp can help you too, because I know for me, keeping things bottled up has had a negative effect on my life and just weighed me down. When I prioritize letting it out and letting go, I feel freer, lighter, just basically better. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clink today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clink. Hey guys, you are always asking us what podcasts we also listen to. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to tell you about one each week that we think maybe you like. This week, we are into a podcast called Crime Lines. It's a true crime event pairing with captivating storytelling. And they really go in-depth analysis on the historics, the culture, and the why it happened. So check it out. It's called Crime Lines, one word. They have two hosts, Charlie Worrell and a woman named Allie McLennan. They're great. And we think you might like it too. On this fateful night, a life was changed forever as a group of the football players of Big Red High School began taking advantage of an underage girl. The girl was sexually assaulted, raped, and drug unconscious from party to party. The town of Stubbonville has been good at keeping this quiet and their star football team protected. You can hide no longer. You now have the world looking directly at you. Pop roll, red roll, engaged. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome, welcome. 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 Housewives of True Crime. I'm Tabitha. I'm Gretchen. You can call me Tab. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't keep tabs on me. You never know where Ooh. I'm going to be. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that could be your like, if like real housewives. Oh, yeah. Tagline. Yeah, that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm, I just made that up right now. So witty. I'm getting to be like Gretchy so quick. Oh, stop. <laughs> so tonight, thanks for coming down on a 
evening. You're welcome. Yeah. What are we drinking tonight? Margaritas. Oh, gosh. Gretchen is so into margaritas right now. Yeah. You know, because tequila is like an upper and it's late and I got to stay awake. I know. She had tequila the other night when we went out and she was on fire. Yeah. Tequila is my jam right now. And she had two last night too. Yeah. (laughs) When we were talking, she was like, I already had two margaritas. Yeah. Tab wanted me to come up last night. I was like, "Mm, too late. Too late. So she came up tonight and said, which was real nice. And now she brought me the margaritas from the Taffers, which is really great. Yeah. I should be giving it to you, but instead she brings it to me. I'm the one that hauls my ass to Walmart to go get it. Listen, my Walmart here, I go to it, but I don't love it. I love Walmart in general, but I love the Walmart superstores. Oh, I know. So what's going on this week? Red Ribbon Week. Red red Ribbon Week. Never stops, man. Never stops. Your guys' school is always nonstop stuff. I think that's everybody though, right? We did have uh, Unity Day this week. So on Wednesday, the kids had to wear orange to show unity and and inclusion, which I totally like. Orange. But we don't have orange. Dude, we don't have a lot of red. The first day is just wear red day. And uh, my kids were real mad at me. When we got there, I saw the red ribbons, you know, as I was oh, you forgot. Up to the school and they were like, oh, Mom! like, oh my God, I'm sorry. But I did feel a little bit better about it because I was I was like walking away from walking them to their line. Yes. Because, you know, I don't get to just kick their butts out of the car like you do. I know. So it's nice drop off just a little roundabout. Yeah. One of the moms was like, oh, it's red ribbon week. Oh, we didn't wear red. That's okay. I like drugs. Oh, my <laughs> God. No said. way. I was just like. <laughs> I see you have red pants on tonight. I do have red pants on. You're going with the red week. Right? These are like fashionable. They yeah. like have like Holes rips in them. them or something. Yeah. They're whatever. very cute. We also have homecoming. This week. Oh, really? Yeah, homecoming. It's a big deal. But she's like little. I know, but it's for the whole school. They have, you know, like glow sticks and candy and all kinds of like trucks to buy food. And it's it's a fun experience. It is? It is, Well, you yeah. know, Red Ribbon Week, you guys don't do this? They do something every single day of the week. No, we don't so do that. So the first day is easy because it's just wear red, but we already screwed that up. So second day? Second day is like crazy hair day or something. Okay. And you went all out, dude. She did go all out. I did not go that out. I was like real busy. And so I grabbed some like pipe cleaners and I had some hair chalk. And uh, that's good. Yeah. So we fashioned something. I mean, usually I do go really all out. I like get on Pinterest. I'm like, I am kind of that mom. Yeah, you are. I didn't this year, and I was feeling like a real loser until I went to the school and saw all the other kids, and I was like, oh, all their parents are losers too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was not impressed. Everybody just had multicolored hair. No Pinterest-worthy hair. That's what I would have done. So then I was like, we're winning. Look at this, guys. Yeah, I think you were totally winning. And what was today? Today was mismatch day. So, I mean, that's every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My kids don't even know. Literally, they don't even know that you're supposed to wear two socks that are the same. 
Oh my god! Like when they so go funny. get socks, they always grab like one purple one, one blue. Yeah, that's because you I'm don't like, fold your very clothes. Punky Brewster, it's like awesome. Uh, my friend, I think there's these Nike shoes that actually come with one white and one black. I'm thinking because my friend's son, I always see him and he has one white shoe and one black Nike. They're the same shoe. And I'm sure she didn't buy two different pairs and let him do that. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I guess they come that way. Or maybe he switched with a friend. Well, yeah, maybe they do. Yeah, I've seen know. people with that look where they're wearing like two different, like one pink high heel and another and a blue one. No way. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's a thing now. I need to get up with the times here. I'm usually pretty fashionable. Well, I think it's a pretty dumb thing. So I don't think like you need to get up with that. <laughs> okay, I'm not getting up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it either. No. And you know, color blocking, it's real hard for me also. It is. Like the the red and the pink together or the red and the orange color blocking. You had a pink and orange wedding. What? Your wedding was pink and orange. Pink and white and green. Your wedding was pink and orange. I was there. There was no orange, dude. It was lime green, like that lime green color and pink. It was beautiful. But when you first told me, I was a little scared. About what the colors? Because it wasn't orange. It was fuchsia with the that like lime green like hangy things. And I think I thought it was going to be pink and orange, and that's why I was scared. No, no. (laughs) I think I probably said pink and green, and you were like, "What the hell?" But I still, I would have changed the colors now. Being in 2019, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have done the same thing. But at that point in my life, and when I was 28. Yeah. Some real cute. And you made me wear a floor length hot pink bridesmaid's dress. Yes, I did. That I promptly burned. <laughs> you did? <laughs> you know, one of the other bridesmaids made me blanket for Kyla from it. That was really awesome. And one of your other bridesmaids fashioned it into an 80s gown for your 30th birthday yes, party. Yes. That was yes. awesome. And then too. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have just burned that. But I didn't really burn it. I think I just gave it to Goodwill. Yeah, I know. That was actually pretty awesome. It was really awesome. No. So save those bridesmaids dresses and I just gave away fashion them. I just gave away all the bridesmaids dresses that I've had in my closet. Oh yeah. I was like, gosh, these are sitting in here. I'm never wearing them. They're never out. wearing them again. No, yeah. they're out. So and I don't think I'm gonna be a bridesmaid again. You don't? No, I'm old. Wait, who? Leela. Leela? Yeah, maybe Leela. Maybe. Well, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. But everybody else, maybe second marriages. <laughs> Not that I know many divorced people, but we don't know that many divorced people yet. yet. It's still coming. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah, maybe. Look at Kyle and Camille. But listen, I I mean, we're all doing pretty good here. We're in we are all doing past really, our 10 years. Really good in the marriage department. If you make it through this stage. Through when your youngest is in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. You're like pretty golden. Yeah, I think so too. Then you can actually start going out. I mean, we are having more fun now than we had like the first like five years of our marriage because we were in like baby land. Baby jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, so now we're going out. We went to the Jonas Brothers on Monday. Oh, I know. I cannot believe how much I love them. Like, I, I don't know any of their early songs. Like the first time they were popular, I don't 
I wasn't no, on the Jonas Brothers train. me neither. Train. Let me tell you. I'm a sucker for you. Oh my gosh. It's now, so good. All the time. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, they're so good. Back to the football game that I am going to, you know, it's one time a year. And the story that I'm going to talk about also happens to revolve around a football game or a football team. Okay. That a small town revolves around. Okay. Okay. Tie that in right there. Okay. Tied. We're trying, you know, remember going to football games when we were in high school? Yeah. Did you go to a lot of them? I went to one every, every time there was one. I mean, from the time I was in high school, I went to, you know, I mean, that's just what you did on Friday night. Did the whole town go? We've already discussed the cool football coach at my high school though. Oh, the one that was sleeping with the, uh-huh. the people? Cheerleader. Cheerleader. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ventura actually had a better football team than Buena, I think, at that time. Sure you guys had do. we had always used your football stadium. Yeah. I think we have our own now, Buena. It's, it's really the better high school. Ventura? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has a better score for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Are we still That's rivals? a little rivalry going on yeah. right there. I mean, yeah. Go Bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> I was the mascot a couple times. Oh. Yeah. I was the spirit director also. Of course you were. Yeah. Only my senior year. And I think through the story, I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. So let's get on to it. Okay. Ready. So before I begin this story, I just want to warn everyone that the victim and the assailants in this story are teenagers. Okay. We generally do not discuss children on this podcast, but this story is an eye-opener and a learning lesson that I think every parent and, quite frankly, anyone that has not been exposed to sexual assault personally should hear. So we really need to be honest with our children And teach them how to be respectful and caring sexually at a really early age, which I think you would agree, Gretchen. I sure would. And I just want to say this story was hard to research because it is so unbelievable. And at the end of the story, I'm going to tell you about a personal experience that maybe even you, Gretchen, do not know about. Okay. Okay. Also, this case was brought to my attention by a listener named Jessie Higgins Arnold. She sent it to me, and I want to thank her very much for... Thanks. We love that. Yeah. Opening my eyes. She also sent me a link to a movie called Roll Red Roll, which I watched on Netflix. You can also go to rollredrollfilm.com and check out where they're showing it locally. Maybe if you live in Los Angeles or other big cities, you probably see it, but it's a pretty big eye-opener. So after listening to this podcast, you might want to check out that movie and even bring it to light to your kid's school if you have somebody in high school, even college. It's something that I think everybody should watch and see. So in 2012, in a small town called Steubenville, Ohio, with a population of 17,000 people, Now it's like 18,000, so in between there. Okay. A scandal took place that should have rocked this small town. And eventually it would, 
but not until a few good people got involved. Two of Steubenville's beloved high school football players were arrested for raping a high school girl from a neighboring town. So before I tell you the story that would change not only this town, but unfortunately an innocent girl and even the boys that were involved, I want to tell you about Steubenville's football. It's their life. Okay. I mean, when you said that you go to the football games in high school, this whole town goes to the football games for the high school. Their football players might as well be Kobe Bryant. Okay. Okay. No pun intended. Oh. Oh, snap. The stadium seats 10,000 people. Whoa. Which is more than half of the population for yeah, this town. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. It's freaking bananas. People come from all over to watch this football team. And they even have 19 coaches. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a th- it's a serious thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's like called the big red and they, they tag it like roll, red, roll. Okay. okay. And since it is a small town, you can only assume that everyone knows everyone. Sure. On the night of August 16th, 2012, a 16-year-old girl who they have called Jane Doe was at an end of the summer party. That day, they actually had like a football scrimmage, you know, kind of like thing. And then all the football players went to go party after. And Jane, we'll call her, was interested in a high school football player named Trent Mays. And Trent seemed genuinely into her as well. So Jane began drinking at party number one. Anne was pretty visibly drunk. Football player Trent asks her to go to another party sometime during the first party, and according to some girls at the party, she agreed to go with Trent. She is seen being carried by Trent and another football player, Malik Richmond, totally passed out. Okay. They get Jane into the back of a car where Trent Mays, her so-called friend, starts exposing her breasts and fingering her while another student films it on his cell phone. Gross. Totally. And even before they got her in that car, I'm pretty sure other things were done to her because things were said later on that would make me think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So somehow they get her from party number two to party number three. At party number three, they drag her to the basement of this kid's house where she is not able to walk at all. She stumbles a little bit, throws up, and goes totally unresponsive Mm. to the point where there's no waking her up, you know? At this point, Malik then starts fingering her while Trent tries to have her perform oral sex on him. Ah. Yeah. This is why this is like so disturbing. This, by the way, if not bad enough, 
is in front of five other students, five other teenage boys. Okay. These other students do absolutely nothing to stop what is going on. And instead of stopping it, they encourage it, laugh about it, take pictures about it, and are totally out of control. Meanwhile, this girl is being taunted, abused, and treated like a sex object for these teenagers' satisfaction. The next morning, Jane Doe wakes up. She's undressed in that basement. And not until she begins seeing things on social media does she know that she's actually been assaulted. Oh, horrifying. Horrifying. These boys that were involved began texting and distributing pictures and videos to their friends and posting it on all of the social media outlets. I mean, could you even imagine? No. And the victim in this case, thank God, I think her parents figured it out, her brother figured it out, and they went to the police. Uh, How humiliating for all of them, though. I know. I know. So on August 22nd, Trent Mays and Malik Richmond were arrested, but no one wanted to talk about it. Instead, a massive cover-up would start happening. All the tweets, videos, texts, they started to be erased. Local media didn't even cover it. I mean, this town is full of, like, someone knows somebody that somebody's going to help somebody, and we're going to, you know, brush it under the rug. It was as if the whole town couldn't even make it real because this is their football team they're talking about. This is like, this is their life. Yeah. And they can't like have that happen, you know? Well, that is until this badass crime blogger named Alexandra Godard read a two paragraph article on these kids getting arrested. And she thought to herself, why isn't this getting more attention? Right. This is like big news yeah. for this town. So she started looking at the social media of these kids at this party and screenshotting all these posts. Like she was like up on her game, right? She also searched old archives of like Twitter and Instagram where she could see all the texts and posts that were already deleted. Yeah. So she started screenshotting those and putting them on her blog. Which is amazing and got some people to really see what was going on. But man, it made people hate her. They blamed her for exposing these kids, blamed the girl for getting drunk. And let me make a side note right now that in no way does anyone deserve to be treated this way, no matter how much alcohol you have in your system, no matter how much you decided to drink underage, no matter anything. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what. One parent of a teen that tweeted even sued Alexandra for defamation of character. For his son that was like yep. assaulting this girl. This particular one didn't assault her. He posted pictures of her and he he posted things like, this slut gets what she deserves, stuff like that. Oh my God. Can you imagine if one of your sons posted a picture oh my God. like that? Let me tell you. No. And that's why I think that it's like... To me, it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh, no, 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 Like, this kid thought it was appropriate to make such bad choices, and now his parents aren't going to hold him accountable for it? Yeah, awesome. Like, the apple doesn't fall. Raise yourself a little Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. 
That's yeah. exactly what I thought too. Yeah. It's like you – no, 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 no. So as Alexandra found more and more, she would post. And finally, what really got this scandal on the map was this group, this group called Anonymous. Anonymous actually run by a guy in Kentucky – found out about this from Alexandra's site and he knew it was absurd and decided to put a mask on and make a YouTube video threatening to unleash data on the town if they did not come forward and apologize. That is what you heard in the beginning of this intro to this story. Anonymous has an army of people that want justice around the globe. And as soon as he posted this YouTube, another member hacked into Red Roll, Red Roll, ah, sorry, Roll Red Roll football website and made the YouTube video front page of their website. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Just a little more on Anonymous. They are a group of hacker activists that are also called hacktivists. Some of them aren't actually hackers. They're just activists, but they demand action for things that are inappropriate or being hidden. And they demanded action by January 1st, 2013 for the Steubenville case. They put together a rally for December 19th, 2012, where people joined wearing their masks so they wear these masks. They're called Guy Fox masks. Do you know what that is? No. I'll show you a picture really quick. You see? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've seen those. They're kind of scary. Yeah. And intimidating, which is fun. So they show up to this rally on December 19th wearing these masks and demand justice. And the rally is outside of the courthouse of um, Steubenville. And they got, they got a decent amount of people to show up, but as New Year's approached, Anonymous threatened to leak all the information for the football team, parents, coaches, including all their social security numbers. And this actually made Jane Doe nervous. She requested that all the innocent people not be harmed, but Anonymous knew they had something more. And so on January 2nd, Anonymous had something more to shock the world. They released a 12-minute video taken of a boy named Michael Colin Nodianus. I think you have Nodianus, I think is how you say his name. He went by Naughty or Nodi, okay. discussing the crime during the attack. This video is so absurd, I actually cried when I watched it and it's even hard to listen to. So I'm going to play you a bit of it so you can understand the vibe that was going on in this room and what exactly was going on. Bro, they raped her. This is the funniest guy. Yeah, they raped her harder than that cop raped Marcellus Wallace in Paul Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see? He comes up with them so quick. <laughs> they raped her quicker than Mike Tyson raped that one girl. <laughs> Trent and Malik raped someone. Trent fucking has them all. Trent, Trent. Oh my god. 
You thought it was bad when that girl got raped at Palooza. This no. is worse. It's a dead body. <laughs> no, like, that's, like, this is not, like, funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's I'm sorry, but Nody's funny. Yeah, I mean, it it isn't funny. funny. It's Nody's funny. That's not funny. I'm not going to lie. No, this what, is if, funny. what if that was your daughter? But it isn't. <laughs> if that was my daughter, I wouldn't care. I'd just let her be dead. <laughs> I don't hear so. I'm listening to myself fine. <laughs> in about 10 years, I'm going to come back to the like studio. 10 years. My daughter's going to be getting raped and dead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say you didn't care if she died or not. Then you'll care. Oh, man, I didn't mean that. I got fucking chills. Wow, his daughter's getting raped and dead. <laughs> she is deader than Joe Pesci. Okay, I think that two minutes that I played was enough to like make you. Yeah, worry. it makes me want to punch that kid in the throat. Oh, All of them. I, I can't imagine being the parents of those teenage boys that be, I mean, I don't know what I would do if with myself. I mean, I certainly would not defend my son's actions if they acted like that or the parents of that poor girl that they were talking about. I mean, I can't imagine if my husband heard somebody talking like that about one of our daughters. I know. These kids have sisters. You didn't even hear him part of it. One of the guys was like, dude, he finally kind of was like, not the guy that was laughing and and making all these jokes, but one of the guys says, you know, hey, you know, what if that was your sister? He and he replies like, my sister would be dead or I don't know, like some fucking stupid shit. But this this kid that was saying this, I actually think he was in college at the time. So he was over 18. Oh. This particular one. Good. I hope he's in jail. Yeah, he's not. Mm. So they also released texts that were sent by a boy named Cody Saltzman. That was the one that the parents sued Alexandra. And his texts were just so disrespectful and mean. So they released that 12-minute video. And that really got the outrage. Yeah. I mean, you can only imagine what people now were doing. So on January 5th, they had another rally that was held. And now more than 1,000 people came to that rally to protest. And at this rally, they brought like an amplifier and they had victims of sexual assault tell their story. People got up there saying, I also was sexually assaulted in Steubenville. I went to the police and I was told they couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, it was a clear eye opener and it was impactful and it was meaningful. And people that weren't even there that were not going to talk, you know, that they just wanted to show up, but they weren't going to plan to talk or speak did. And I think things got a little crazy from there with, you know, death threats and, but people were waking up and what they were waking up to was a culture that they call rape culture, which I didn't really understand before this or even think about it. Right. Have you heard that before that term? I've heard that term, but I haven't given it a lot of thought. But watching that video is basically what rape culture is. It's normalizing rape. It's people being okay with it, laughing about it. Like dehumanizing. What? Dehumanizing these girls. Yes. It can also become, be in a form of a sign, of a song. Like there's lines in some 
rap songs or even not rap songs that are like talk about blurred lines and doing things to women maybe when they're not fully, you know. Yes, I know. I didn't realize how much – I can't even listen to music with my children in the car. I know. (laughs) I know some of it. And it's also – some of the mothers defending their sons by saying girls shouldn't wear sexy clothes. Or for instance, one of the coaches whose last name is Hubbard at this, he's one of these 19 coaches said, the rape was just an excuse. I think, what else are you going to tell your parents when you come home drunk like that after a night like that? She had to make up something. Now people are trying to blow our football program because of it. That's what this guy says. Yeah, that is crazy. So did they drug her or anything? Like how come she was so passed out? She just drank too much? I think she drank too much. Yeah. She probably didn't I mean, when you're young, I mean, that happens. I knew people who got – had were hospitalized for alcohol poisoning because you just don't know how to pace yourself. It's easy to just drink too much and like – pass out, throw up. She was throwing up before. I would be worried though, that she was so passed out. Like maybe she needed to go to the hospital. Just, you know, you know, your heart can slow down so much from so much alcohol that you can just die. Yes. And that kid was making fun of her. Like she was dead. And then it's like, okay, well, if you think she's dead and you're making fun of this, ambulance, then you need to get her to a hospital. Yeah. And thankfully she wasn't dead or all of you guys would be in jail. Yeah. So on March 17th, 2013, both Malik and Trent were found guilty and they served the minimum sentences. Trent got two years and Malik got one year. Trent got more because I think he distributed a picture. Both boys got up and apologized to the court and the family and Trent's apology, let me tell you, it lacked sentiment. He... I think was sorry that he got caught. Oh my gosh. But Malik, on the other hand, could barely stand up. He could barely speak and he was seriously sad. His apology seemed real sincere and I feel like it came out of like a place of remorse. And was Jane Doe, was she there at the sentencing? I know she testified, so maybe. Both boys went back to school once they were out of jail. Trent went to a different high school and Malik went back to the same high school and actually got back on the football team. Oh, geez. Which made people real pissed. Yeah. I think that then they he went off of it and got back on it. And he's by this point is out of college now. And I know at one point he was trying to be a professional football player. My hope for him would be to advocate for people in these positions, like for women. That's my hope. Oh, that's the only way he could turn his life around, especially if he wants to like not have this be part like a black mark on his record. That's always going to keep him from getting jobs is he needs to own it. He needs to be willing to talk about, listen, I used to think like this and this and this, and you know what it got me in jail. It got me, it got me in jail. And you know what else? I was a dick. Yeah. I was a bad person and I'm so glad that I saw the error of my ways and that I didn't go on to hurt anybody else. And now I'm here to promote 
well, not doing that. I also read that Trent mm-hmm. was arrested again for sexual assault. Shut up. Yeah. I can't find any more about it, so I don't know what came of it, but I want to say that that guy is- He just did not learn his lesson? No. So in November of 2013, another 14-year-old girl came forward, and at this point, police started indicting a few officials. So the school superintendent, Michael Mavey, who was charged with obstructing justice, tampering with evidence, obstructing official business, and falsification. He wasn't sentenced to jail, but he had to resign and never work in Steubenville again. So instead, he went to a neighboring school district where he is a principal. Can we insert eye roll here? No way. Way. A principal and a coach were also indicted for failure to report child abuse, which they say was for another case, not the Jane Doe case. It was for, which I'm assuming was for the 14-year-old girl case. Oh, my gosh. So that is the case of Steubenville. And it hit so close to home that I was going to tell you my story, Gretchy. Okay. But I decided I'm not going to do it on this open platform. And now, since we have Himalaya Plus, which is a way for you guys to get extra bonus content from us, if you become a member, I thought that was the right place for me to share this intimate story for our most special listeners that want to get more of us. So if you are interested, head over to your app store, download Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. It's really easy. I did it myself. Type in at checkout promo code housewives and you get the first month free. After that, it's only $4.99, which is like a cup of coffee. I think I spent $7 today at Starbucks actually. So forego one day and you get a lot of us and we're going to talk more juicy stuff, stuff that we don't really want to tell our next door neighbor that's probably listening, but I'll tell you what she texted me. So head over there. You want to hear the rest of this crazy story. And again, it's Himalaya. Become a member of Housewives of True Crime. And also, you guys, I got an interview with Alexandra Godard, who outed this whole case. And we're going to be putting that up also, which is amazing. She's such a badass. She's such a good person to listen to. So that's coming up also. So that's it for today. It was a heavy one. Well, that was a heavy one. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That might've been our heaviest for sure. I know. I know. So, but educational and education and you're not alone. Yeah, no, I mean, we all, I mean, I think that lots of people have it and that's why I think it's so important to to just be aware and have our children be aware and it is what it is, but we got to come together as as human beings to do the right thing. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks clink, for clink. sharing. <laughs> oh wait, we have a we have a sorry, we have a shout out. Oh my god. Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm sorry to do it on this episode, but thank you so much for your review. Really appreciate it. Yeah. 
We want to shout you out, Clink Clink. Best podcast. That's really nice of you. And we are on all these social media pages. So find us, Housewives of True Crime Group on Facebook. Just ask us to add you. We will if we like you. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And Instagram and whatnot. Clink Clink.